Hello, and welcome to Voyage, Voyage to, to First, First Vintage. Vintage. That was almost on, on in sync, yeah. but it wasn't. And we're your hosts, oh, <laughs> Danielle and James Frost. <laughs> Guess which one I am. You're wrong. Danielle. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, today, we are drinking some Pet Nat, and that's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty much all we've got going this week. <laughs> We shot our shot our wad of allotted time for the week in our yard. That's right. Yeah. So we're sitting here drinking, drinking pet nat, which is what, which how is did you pronounce it? A naturally sparkling wine. Stop making so much noise. Sorry. Oh my god. I'm it's an age old method of low tech winemaking that results in a fizzy, refreshing, sparkling wine. They interrupt primary fermentation during which native yeasts are consuming the grapes' natural sugars. To bottle the juice and capture the carbon dioxide that is being released. So it's different than the method champenois, which is used <laughs> to produce champagne, because it does not undergo a second fermentation that produces the bu- bubbles. In the bottle? Yeah. Instead, the grapes are vinified without the addition of cultured yeast, processed sugar, making them a pure reflection of their regions and varieties. Mm. So it's basically they let fermentation go. That, oh no, no! Put it on the ground. Stop! Stop banging around and making so much noise. <laughs> they make ferment. They let fermentation go part way, then bottle, which allows them to trap the carbon dioxide of fermentation, which makes the bubbles mm. in the bottle. And it's called a pet nat, and that is the style of wine. Petit natural. Yeah, this is actually the first time I'm trying pet nat. Yeah. Anything. Pet Sorry, nat could wine. you hear me scratching my leg over there? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. It's very good. It's a Pinot Noir based, right? And it says Dolcetto. Ah. Hundred percent Dolcetto. Awesome. Um, and this is from Craft Wine Co. I think Danielle already said that. Nope. Okay. Well, good thing I did. Yeah. It's in... a nice, cute little place out in Carlton. Oregon. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they do a lot of interesting things. They do. I really like going there. We should go there again mm-hmm. soon. It's been a while since we've been there. Yeah. Our friends need to make some bread to take with us this time, too. <laughs> That's or right. again, not this time. Uh, so this week, we have been super busy tilling under our yard. While we're safe at home, we're taking advantage of the time that we have and just getting some yard work done. Yeah, and so. it's taken longer than we thought. Oh, God, yeah. Especially when equipment breaks down on you and it's not yours to fix. Yeah. My back is very sore. Yeah. (laughs) My ears are tired. Of listening to me complain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) No. And the droning of hydraulics. Oh, yeah. That too. And the whirring of electrics. Yeah. And, yeah, just all of the above. (laughs) We haven't had any time to schedule any interviews recently. So We've got at least one lined up. We do for this week, so that'll we'll be We'll be bringing you something that isn't just us chit-chatting yeah. in the near future. Yep, but as of right now, it's just going to be us chit-chatting for this episode. Good one. Sorry, I had to distract the cat. <laughs> it was either a little bit of cork bouncing around or her getting onto the tin foil. So. And of course, Dottie immediately comes over to inspect the cork. Yep. It's her favorite toy. Yes. Yes. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so as I was saying, we don't have an interview lined up, so this episode is going to be another update. Uh, We talked a lot, actually, last night about where we want to see our our business going and 
things we can do to improve our current business with our well if you can even call it a business <laughs> like our future business our future business, business plan our plan the business well i mean we did talk a little bit about how to improve the podcast also yeah. um and part of that was improving our website because as of right now our website is is a bit garbage dash what is it it's voyage dash two dash first dash vintage dot, dot captivate. captivate dot fm or something yep that's it and on um so we created this website quite a while ago and i just pulled it up for the first time in a while and the first thing that you see it says voyage to first vintage at the top with a beautiful picture of a microphone that is not ours and then underneath that it says welcome we are glad you found our podcast hopefully it's not shit yeah i think that still stands as our sentiment (laughs) but i think um, we 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 do need to be a bit more professional and present maybe a bit more yes to people searching for our podcast but also um that goes hand in hand with giving our patreon subscribers their money's worth yeah that's right so remember a while ago your mom was telling us about the graffiti guy who was putting in apostrophes on businesses the, yeah with his homemade apostrophizer <laughs> yes yeah. or like crossing out apostrophes where yeah. they shouldn't be yeah. um so he should have gone into our webpage and done that because it's not shit there should be an apostrophe right no oh okay because it's not possessive oh just kidding then <laughs> fuck off <laughs> apostrophe <laughs> is man. possessive right yeah you're right yeah it's not yeah. a conjunction so it'd be like the evans is multiple the evans is right i thought it was abbreviating it is it's not yeah, shit yeah. But it's not. That's That'd not be, correct. That is its shit that you just stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Grammar experts correct me. That's you, Claire Frost. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> My parents are listening thinking, I don't give a crap about whether or not there needs to be an apostrophe. <laughs> no. Well, yes, but... I had an instance where I went into a pre-harvest meeting and someone had misspelled roll, used the <laughs> wrong roll in the harvest rolls Was it paper ar- sheet. Oh, harvest rolls, R-O-L-E-S, Yeah, but was they spelled. put R-O-L-L-S. <laughs> and I'm just like, ooh, delicious baked goods. <laughs> harvest rolls. <laughs> Yeah, and it really bugged me. I think I definitely am my mother's son. Yeah, that's right. The uh, DNA test proved it, too. <laughs> we were all curious. <laughs> we were all wondering. No, we weren't. No. It'd be a hard to hard to not think I am anything but my parents' child. That's right. So I've been listening to the audiobook uh, while I'm at work because audiobooks are great. Um, an audiobook called create your own story brand is that what it's called jesus yeah nice catch thank you james is blowing the cork from our pet gnat at me from his mouth i gotta keep you on your toes you're disgusting (laughs) why am i disgusting (laughs) let me make sure i got that name right oh i'm sorry it's building a story brand by donald miller 
it's actually a really great book. It's basically yeah. about marketing, which is... You have been telling me quite a bit about it. That's right. Yeah. Well, sales and marketing is an area where we've already talked about this. That, like, we're not, we're not experienced in. I've done cash registry stuff. I've done... I've poured in a tasting room before. Okay. No, I'm not saying I'm. This is not saying I'm an expert. I'm just giving the people an idea of my experience. And I've sold stuff at farmers markets. I've sold pigs. Mhm. That's about it. I have no true professional sales experience. Right. I feel like I can make a sale, and a lot of the places that I've done sales, mm-hmm. uh, some of the heavy lifting was done for me. Yeah. like the marketing and all or you know farmers market people know to go there to look for something and then all i have to do is have a good product which i did and then it sells like hotcakes Mm -hmm. yeah so and you know be in really great shape wear tight t-shirts oh my god the kills (laughs) the older ladies were like hello all the girls on summer break (laughs) should i be jealous Mm -mm. okay all I did was take their money. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Makes me feel loads better. <laughs> yeah. All they got in return was blueberries. Ah, okay. That's good. How's that? I was curious. I was going to ask. Didn't know if it would be appropriate. Um, anyway, so in listening to this audiobook by Donald Miller, it really got us thinking about... Um, kind of like what our focus should be when we do have our own winery Mm -hmm. and how we want to brand ourselves to our customers you guys so we kicked around a lot of ideas because at first when when we first started this podcast you know we were like we're gonna be that one winery where you can come in and immediately feel comfortable we still want that don't get me wrong Um, but branded as, you know, this is where you can come to learn about how to be in a tasting room or like, you know, you don't have the pressures of being in a tasting room. Just make it not hoity-toity. Make it a comfortable place. Yeah. Which is still going to be one of our goals, but we realized last night, me in particular realized last night, that that wasn't really a great way to market it. Well, that can't be our only thing to go off Right. That can be a good feature. It is a wonderful feature. The cats are just chowing down over there. Sorry for the background chomps. But it is a a wonderful feature and it will help a lot. But we need something or multiple other things to build in with that. Right. That to get people's attention and not just have it be like, oh, there's this place. They've got wine and it's a comfy place. Yeah. So we go there. There has to be more than just like there is wine and it's comfortable and welcoming. There has to be something about the wine, something about what we do make in making the wine. Yeah, I think that's what the it... The people there, you know, the story behind everything. Yeah, and I think that's what it was missing most of all, is that there wasn't really a connection between how we were branding or how I was thinking we were branding and our actual product. Mm-hmm. So it was like a come enjoy the or wine. Or actual and be... future product. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, come enjoy the wine, come be comfortable, you know, let's, um, re- like, get rid of this thought. The stress that, and the hoity toity yeah, Right, and the thought that you have to be, like, somebody else, somebody that you're not, to be able to come into a tasting room and be able to taste a wine. When really, mm-hmm. 
you know, the people who, and we've heard this time and time again, the people who know the least about wine are the ones that, you know, get the most out of um, the, the tasting room experience. And, you know, and the people who are pouring wine for people who don't know much at all, um, they enjoy that the most, actually. Yeah. And I am not going to comment on how you just put that cork cage on your nose. What are you doing? Trying to make it stay like glasses. Oh my god. There we go. Oh my god. I'm gonna do the rest Hold of the on. Podcast. Let me take a picture so I can post <laughs> this on our, our social media. Only if you let me put my hood up first. Okay. To hide your messy hair? Yes. Okay. That so, you haven't cut yet? <laughs> yeah. So that you can all <laughs> understand what I go through. Actually, you look like a mouse. We should probably save that nose I'm a mouse, for Halloween. Duh. I'm a mouse, duh. <laughs> We're saving that for Halloween so that okay. you can be a mouse for Halloween. Fair enough. <laughs> now that I'm done distracting you, I completely agree. Yeah. Like that, I mean, we never really talked about it fully as an idea. Mm-hmm. We knew what we wanted to do, as in make good wine, farm our own vineyard. Huh? What are you looking at? Oh, I just burped. Oh. Um, and make it a comfortable place for people to come have wine, learn something. We'll have good wine. Yeah. Learn something, buy good wine. Mm-hmm. But we never really walked through exactly how we were going to pull everything together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what last night, and then at one point you're like, well, I didn't know this. And then I pointed out it's because we never really talked it through. Right. So we didn't know it. So let's stop teasing our, our listeners and tell them what we've decided. Let's just take the metaphorical clothes off. Give them what they came for. Oh my god. <laughs> so the way we decided that we are going to market our winery is... Um, or at least the core tenets of what we think will be marketable of our winery. Yes. Thank you. That was yeah. very nicely worded. Well, I don't want them to think that we're just making something up to try and get them to buy. Right. It's going to be the core tenets of our business, which will make people interested in our winery. Yeah. It's just us identifying what we will be doing that will make it something that people want. Yeah. It and won't be... what we want to do with our winery yes. is... <laughs> well, I'm just trying to explain that it's not just going to be a spin we put on things. Okay. It will be we what we are doing. We need to actually say it. Okay. Then go we ahead. we spent 20 minutes talking about this idea all right we're okay. leaving this in go ahead <laughs> oh my god um so we want our winery to first and foremost be a a, a sustainable winery and what that and means vineyard. for yes. i'm sorry what and vineyard and vineyard mm-hmm. um so what that means for you guys is that when you purchase a bottle of our wine then your dollar goes towards you know responsible sustainable agriculture that we are doing ourselves mm-hmm. And our, I mean, a kind of pie-in-the-sky goal would be completely net neutral or, I don't know if it's net negative, net positive on carbon emissions. Yeah. So our farm, our land, our vineyard, all of that will be using up more CO2 out of the atmosphere than what we produce in farming. Yeah. And making our wine. Mm-hmm. Very that would well. be a big goal for us. Yeah. I'm, and I'm really excited for that. I think no-till proper land management, we could do it. Yeah. 
And so what you guys would get out of that is, well, not only knowing that you're purchasing something that's made sustainably, mm -hmm. and, you know, with all of the global warming that's happening now, I feel like it, it's well, and even relevant if, and more important. For those important. people who are... Okay, hold on. Sorry. It's relevant and more important than ever now to, you know, put your dollar towards something that's going to help the planet rather than hurt it. And even those people who are climate change deniers, what's it hurt that we're doing farm our farm that we would be doing our farming in a better, safer way? Yeah. Sorry. No. Just had to throw that. No, that was good. Getting confrontational. <laughs> and another thing that you guys would, you know, future customers would get in buying our wine would be like you have that feeling of being more in touch with nature and what you're drinking and mm -hmm. um understanding the process of like how we differ from other wineries uh, yeah not only in the area but you know all over all over mm -hmm. the world and there are other wineries who are doing something similar but some maybe not many but some people are in it just to make the wine and make a buck and go I on don't to know the next harvest any in placerville or like in that area true because we're friends with all of them <laughs> yes that's why i was saying not many but some yeah and not in placerville but in general yeah. we also talked about the idea of uh creating a wine club and well that we already had in mind but um we wanted to <laughs> to make tiers in our wine clubs yeah. <laughs> and like the top tier of the wine club was called like the lead horse. The lead horse. Yeah. And that well, will become apparent. Yes. And you'll understand why we, we are give calling away it too much. lead horse in uh, in the future when we eventually get our our winery name brand um, trademarked. And trademarked. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it has something to do with horses, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> I think they can hear the look I'm giving you. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so moving on, um, another idea that we had that we came up with last night that we also want to include in our, our future winery business is the idea of working with other companies to, um, you know, raise this awareness of sustainable agriculture and supporting similar organizations that have mm -hmm. those same ideas and aspirations. Um, One, for example, for me, not necessarily sustainable agriculture based, but just ag based would be ag in the classroom yeah um, stuff like that get more people in touch with the food chain talk about ag in the classroom and explain what that is um so basically it brings ag into the classroom <laughs> sorry <laughs> well where is it based out well, of and there's yeah. one in eldorado county i think there's some around there's more than just the one but in eldorado county um, I know my mom had worked with it and I helped out with some things, especially like, um, was it Ag Day down at the fairgrounds? They bring a bunch of school kids in and a bunch of people, you know, local farms, um, 4-H, FFA, ranchers, food producers come in, have little displays, little demonstrations, and it teaches the, I can't remember what grade they are, it's either second or fifth grade, there's a big difference. Um, <laughs> But it teaches them about where, kind of where their food comes from, why paying attention to that is important, mm -hmm. and just gets them a bit more in touch with the whole process. I have to tell a quick story, a little sidebar. Um, so as I was growing up, there was uh, one of my friend's sisters. She told me one time that 
she did not know where pickles came from. She thought <laughs> she had no idea what they were. She just well, that's thought, not an easy one. <laughs> unless I mean, I guess unless you, you know grow the... up farming that kind of you know farming cucumbers. Well, yeah, or making your own pickles. Yeah, or pickling anything in general. Yeah, cause... but like pickles, you don't think, oh yes, it's a pickled cucumber. You think yeah. it's a pickle. That's true. I just <laughs> thought it was so one. funny because you know yeah. she was. I don't yeah. know. She was about to graduate high school, and she was like, "Yeah, I have no idea what a pickle is, <laughs> or where it comes from, or like." You know I what makes a dill pickle store. a dill pickle? You put dill in it. Yeah. And you pickle it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I guess I never thought about that. <laughs> no. I just kind of knew it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just can't, once you know it's a pickled cucumber, you start thinking, "Oh, dill. Oh, yeah, yeah." Yeah. Right. That's not easy. But yeah, so Ag in the classroom, and they do little field trips and things. Um, I know one of the most popular ones was up at the middle school, well, the elementary and middle school that I went to, and kindergarten. They're all the same place. In Camino, California? Um, There was a hole in the fence field trip, and they literally would just walk through. Oh, that's what the field trip was called? They'd walk through a hole in the fence that went around the school. (laughs) And they'd walk into the next, the field over from that, and it was a blueberry field. And Farmer Tom would walk them around, let them have some blueberries, and oh tell, them about, tell is, them about farming blueberries and things. That is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I love it that. It was right off the garden. And so, I mean, it's a good program, but stuff like that. Just give back to the community, be partners, mm-hmm. um, give our time, lend our facilities mm-hmm. as much as we can afford to. Yeah. Um, to help, I don't know, help spur on more community engagement, bring people yeah. more in touch with agriculture, help people understand the issues that we're facing in the day-to-day of farming. Mm-hmm. Um, just be involved. Yeah. Is really what we'd like to be, more than anything. It doesn't have to be one specific cause. Just be, be involved in the community, help push things forward. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can really relate to, you know, the kids growing up, in that area specifically in El Dorado County, California, just because that's where we grew up and, and We know, were once those kids. We were once those kids and they'd look at us and go, God, what was that forty five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> You're old. If I keep getting this much sun I'm gonna look it. That's right. <laughs> but at least for you know, I went to I went to school at Indian Creek, um, elementary school and I never really had like a lot of exposure, at least from what I can remember, remember to agriculture in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know that 4-H existed probably until, I don't know, like middle school at least, if not later. Like sixth grade or so at least. Yeah, sixth yeah. grade, maybe even high Which school. Which is a shame. You can be a junior member as young as kindergarten. Oh, that's adorable. That's Our kids are definitely going to be a part of That's when I was, in, when I was in poultry. Oh my god, that's adorable. Because I James. have my chickens. Oh my gosh, I'm going to post a picture of you holding little <laughs> chickens. You should find the one where I'm pointing it like a gun. Like I'm going to take you out with this god. chicken. It's Better a... back the cluck up. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> We're naming this episode Back the Cluck Up. <laughs> Do it. I'd love to have chickens again, that's for sure. Yeah, that's another thing that we were talking about is having some kind of farm animals on our property too chickens yeah. cows maybe no yeah cows would be good i would like cows i think 
some steers for meat. Okay. Um, I know where we might be able to get some to raise them from weaned to slaughter stage. It is a hard transition. But if you eat meat, for me, I'd feel better about raising it myself than just buying it from the store. Because you can do your due diligence a bit and find, you know, more properly raised meat Mm -hmm. through the store. Just brand-based, kind of. Yeah. Um, But for me, the best way to know who was raised properly is to raise it yourself. If you have the ability to. Right. And And the funds too. Since if we have some property... We will be able to. Mm-hmm. And it costs, depending on how you treat it, more or less the same as medium high-priced meat at the store. Yeah. Sometimes if you do, if you have a few, it goes down and down a bit. Mm-hmm. So if we can, maybe some steers. I love pigs. I love pigs pork. So have a, a few pigs every now and then. Mm-hmm. Chickens, not for meat, but for eggs. Yep. This is a lot of work to do chickens for meat. Yeah. I mean, you only have them for, like, two years, and then... Not right? even. Oh, really? Be year max. Oh. They start getting tough, man. <laughs> Building those chicken muscles. <laughs> yeah. Are those roasters like you get at the store? Mm-hmm. They're probably eight months. Oh, wow. But yeah, they're meat chickens. They're different breeds right. than what you buy, you know, to have as your layers at home. Mm-hmm. And the layers that, like... The eggs you buy at the store, that's a completely different breed than the stuff you buy for home. Right. Did I tell you I was talking to my grandma a couple days ago, and she was telling me that chickens are like toilet paper being bought up like crazy right now. Oh, yeah. Eggs. <laughs> there was a massive run on eggs not long ago. Yeah. So that, that so definitely makes like, sense. I need my chicken. <laughs> How else am I going to get those eggs? Yeah. Everyone Let take- me buy some chicks. <laughs> that will start laying eggs reliably in six months. <laughs> Everybody take care of your little chickens. Yeah. Oh, and Easter, duh. I forgot about that. Everybody oh, buys yeah. chicks for Easter. I saw Wilco had a big shipment in. Oh, yeah. They're so cute. They are so cute. Well, I when they do like day, the big leg stretch day. and scratch their face with their foot. <laughs> Sorry. Little, they're little pointy feet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back, back to business. <laughs> we would like to have a small functioning farm. So, mm-hmm. vegetable, not vegetable garden, but plant vegetables. Maybe some fruit trees. What's the difference between having a vegetable garden and planting vegetables? Well, planting vegetables as a functional farm would be like a quarter acre of one vegetable. I see what you're and saying. And a quarter acre of another vegetable. Like a small... Like large. I see. And then... We don't want to sell our vegetable. Trees. We just want to... Make well, maybe for, for or ourselves and to and... eat at the tasting room, yeah. pair with things, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like have a large enough quantity that it's going to de- be more than just for us, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe fruit trees would be cool. Yeah, um, definitely fruit trees. Like apricots, um, little prune plums. They're so tasty. They are not pruned, but just plums. Yes. Apples, pears. Mm-hmm. There's lots of stuff we could do. Yeah. We have Along with big, grandiose ideas, guys. Yeah. It's going to be a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And then we might have a full-time job on top of that. Yeah, that's right. So. We're gold diggers. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that will be another facet yep. of our farm. Mm-hmm. Of our marketing strategy. All done sustainably. Have good-ass food Delicious. for you to come and eat. With your wine and pair it very well. Yes. That's kind of the general idea. Ooh. We're, we have 
some blue cheese and port that I've been waiting, like yes. eyeballing all day. Thank you, Busby Sellers. Busby Sellers. You might be hearing from them too. Busby Sellers came in clutch with a shipment of quarantine wine, and I could not be more thankful and grateful. Yet somehow we're finally working our way through our stash. I know. We've actually opened our wine fridges lately. I know. That's where this pet net came from. That will be fine. We'll be okay. We aren't going to run out of wine anytime soon. Nope. But I know where to get more. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why we bought this shipment of Busby Cellar wines was because oh, a couple weeks yeah. ago, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. I don't know if we've mentioned it, but it's a great idea. So a couple weeks ago, you know, we're, we're in our house where I'm admittedly having a pity party about how I can't go to my favorite coffee shop. I can't go to the movies. And we can't just go out for the morning. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually like, a Saturday where I said, I'm not going to go into work. And then I got a text from my boss, are you working today? And I said, no. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm having my pity party. And then all of a sudden, Dottie starts growling because that's what she does. She is a guard cat. She's she the weirdest is. little thing. She is weird. And um, and then there's a ring at the door. And, and Danielle goes, can you answer that? I go, why don't you? And she... She goes, should I? I go, it's the polite thing to do. <laughs> and she goes, ugh, fine. And it's well, been about okay. 15 seconds okay. at this point. Well, this is because when I'm home alone, I never answer the door for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know who it could be. But and I was there. Yeah, you Well, were I was there. sitting on the couch saying, I'm not going to answer it, basically, <laughs> with my, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so I open the door, and it's our friend Bryn. And maybe we did talk about this already. I don't know. But I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden, Danielle just goes, "It's you!" Oh my god, that was so fucking loud. You were so loud. I was really excited. I, know. I was having a pity party. I just got a chuckle out of it. <laughs> but anyway, so she had brought over a bottle of wine for us, and she was bringing it over to all of our friends' houses. Um, so I got it was so special, and it just made my day. Um, to be able to just like see another face because it had been two weeks. We had a little social distance chat from more than the approved six feet away. Yep. Probably about 20 to be honest. Um, so we had got on to video chat and all opened the bottles of wine that she had given us. So that was super special. Yeah. And it was good. Thank you, Bryn. Yeah. If you ever listen to this. So it was the Pinot Gris. We won't say your last name. Pinot Gris. Is that right? From Rococo Winery. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I don't think it was a Pinot Gris. What was it? It was... Where's the bottle? I don't know. Whatever it was, it was a white wine. From Rococo. um, Let me just go get her little letter she left us. Oh, okay. Um, It was a white wine from Rococo Winery. Which is part of a a label out of a wine collective in Paso Robles. Yeah. So it was delicious. So it's Willow Creek Wine Collective. Okay, but so that's why I had purchased, we had purchased all these bottles from Busby Sellers, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what we want to do for our friends and, you know, share, share a, a little, little bit. A piece of where we grew up. Yeah, and share some happiness because, yeah. you know, I know everybody's feeling, feeling this. Uh, a little. It is weird. I mean, yeah. I'm still working full time and then some, mm-hmm. like my normal growing season hours. Right, but... You know, just but seeing still... your face every day and nobody else's. <laughs> I know, that's got to be tough. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you too. 
Well, I was going to say, but then, like, when we do have a little time on the weekends, like, you know, I worked a half day yesterday, and mm-hmm. today's completely free. Yep. We usually run out and do something. Right. It's been difficult. Even if it's just go get coffee somewhere and relax for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. It's been weird. Yeah. When it's 65 to 70-something hours a week of work yep. for at least one of us. Yeah, and Danielle has to be like, hey, James get off your phone (laughs) hey james i know you have new responsibilities this year but pay attention to other things yeah which has been helpful no yeah i'm not saying it isn't okay i was just saying kind of sounded like you were being like (laughs) no no no. sarcastic i wasn't trying okay that was not my intention i meant like (laughs) i have new responsibilities this year so there's more pressure on me and i think at least the first week and a half ish of the actual hardcore growing season stuff this year mm-hmm. i just sunk into work the last half of the week after we talked things got a bit better yeah I don't know, it's just it's trying to find that work life balance mm-hmm. in agriculture can be hard sometimes yeah and we we talked about that a bit about you know setting those boundaries early on when we first start our vineyard and winery so that yes we there will definitely be times where we have to just go all out but we need to make sure we don't let that become the everyday right there needs to be some kind of line that's Mm -hmm. like okay you will not cross here (laughs) yeah well and we need to just identify okay yes it's harvest and crush if it's six years down the road and we have our own wine winery Mm -hmm. or we're making some of our own like yes we have to be on the pick then we have to be in there prepping the fermentation we have to be doing all this stuff ourselves because Mm -hmm. we can't afford to pay someone else to do it right but then you know once everything's kind of starting to level out we need to make sure we're pulling ourselves back on the hours that we work yeah that it's not just like well we've been doing 14 hour days so what's 12 still right or what's 11 still and we just have to say, okay, how long is it going to take us to get through the things we need to do? And maybe a little bit more? And just cap it at that. You know, I really don't think that there's going to be any problem with me working 12-hour days. Because I spent three hours today tilling and raking. And I was done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, like we I were threw talking. a fit. <laughs> well, you were getting tired. And it's a complete change from what you do day-to-day normally. Yeah, my back. Like you go, like if you go out and exercise, it's an hour at a time, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe a little more than that. If you're out working out and your job is a lot of it isn't physical labor. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, if I work a 12 hour day, there's probably about six to seven of that where I'm physically doing something. Right. And then the other five is mental. Yeah. The other five is planning, talking to people, driving around organizing stuff just kind of odds and ends but the majority of it is physically walking lifting pulling pushing moving yeah helping you know helping someone change a piece of equipment out strapping down a piece of equipment chains on a trailer whatever it may be shoving stuff around loading stuff in and out so for me it's like it was a slow build mm-hmm. yeah we we're talking after about that our today. road trip starting this job the first few weeks were hell because I just was 
actually doing a lot of physical labor again. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a little while for me to yeah. get to a level where I can actually work for more than a couple hours yeah. straight. <laughs> It'll just be, you know, when we start developing our vineyard, the first few weeks are going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we both have full-time jobs to help support us at that point. Mm-hmm. And we can just do a few hours each day for a few weeks and just get into it. Yeah. But anyway, back to whatever we were talking about before. I don't... Yeah, Are we were... completely lost? Yes. <laughs> 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 and I actually think that that was about it as far as what we wanted to focus on, what we wanted to bring to the table for you guys. Yeah. Um what we wanted our winery to look like mm-hmm. and um, look like in a vague way yeah not physical right in um ideal ideological mm-hmm. way. how's that oh i do have one other note here yeah <laughs> yeah so it's your idea that you had this morning that yeah <laughs> when we're working in and you know whatever grueling hours in the vineyard um you know those over the ear Yes. Like hearing protectors. I don't know what you would call those. Like the the noise canceling. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Good lord. Yeah. They're having such a hard time the trying to hearing hear. hearing protection. The complete over the ear. Yeah. Hard shell. Yeah. So they make so this, those. This came about because we worked, what, seven hours straight pretty much yesterday. Yeah. On <laughs> trying to till our hard pack clay. Yeah yard under okay but let's tell them what it is first so they're the earmuffs that connect to the radio so that we can you know set up a phone to connect to a specific radio station tune into that radio station the little fobs that you can plug into a phone yeah right that broadcast an fm uh short like in a small range or fm signal that you can use like in your car and things Mm -hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. So we can do something like that so that we can at least, like, be connected in that way. Yeah. Maybe listen to the same podcast or, like, listen to the same mm-hmm. songs or radio station or whatever. But, yeah, so this did come about when As, we were telling yeah. yesterday. Yeah. This morning I woke up and after yesterday, so I got home a little before noon. Mm-hmm. And I just, ju- we just jumped into tilling our yard under. Yep. And we worked, we took, like... About an hour break to get something to eat mid-afternoon, mm-hmm. like 3 o'clock, 2 to 3. And we worked until about 6.30, 6.45. And we didn't even get, we got about, two, what, half done yesterday? Yeah. And we got another, I don't know, we got to about <laughs> about 75, 80% done today. And then yeah. the rented tiller broke. So. But, so were you feeling like we hadn't seen each other all day? Yeah. Like, we had worked together, so it felt good that way, but, like, I don't know, we didn't have... We couldn't talk anyway. Right. (laughs) Because it was too loud. Yeah. But, like, at least being, doing, kind I mean, we couldn't do the same thing at the same time. Right. But to have some kind of connection. (laughs) Yeah. A connection. Knowing we're listening to the same thing at the same time, at least. I mean, we were listening to the same thing at the same time, but it wasn't fun to listen to. (laughs) Sorry to scare you, Daddy. But yeah, it's just the sound of the Honda pump engine pumping hydraulic fluid and then getting bogged down because of the. I mean, our yard. Good God. 
Yeah, your yard is not great. It's just... It's it, okay. It's just the soil. I mean... Clay. It's a tough soil to work with. It's a heavy clay soil. Um, I should look up on my app what it most likely is. Ooh, tell everybody about your app. Let me find it first. It's a soil app that it, like, where did I knows where you are, obviously, yeah. and can tell you what kind of soils you're ah, standing on. It's Soil Web. So, capital S, soil, capital W, web, and it's all one word. Um, and then I just go into, get into it, get soil data, acquiring position, looking up soil. So, I think most of our stuff is Aloha. 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 You will get yelled at. Which is an aquic haplozerept. You will get yelled at if you call Aloha Aloha. That's an organ. It's a stratified glacio-lacustrine deposits from the Missoula floods. Fine, silty, mixed, super active, mesic, aquic haplozerips. Silt loam cultivated. Is that a typical pedon? Dry, dark brown, moist, fine. You know, you're gonna comment on that. Subgrade blocking structure. I know, booger. She just. I've got know, my like... my daily plans that I write out for work to keep everyone and myself going, and they are the best little curl up spots for booger. Apparently. I don't know. Does anybody else's cat do that? Where they just. I think like, we curl? might actually be um, more Dayton than Aloha. Because mm. the Dayton is a verdict. Albaquals, and it looks a bit more uh, the right color for our soil. Uh-huh. Very deep, poorly drained soils that form in silty and clay glacial lacustrine deposits. Dayton soils are on terraces slopes zero to two percent. So, if you guys are nerds like James yes. is, fine. Smectitic mesic verdic albaquals. Albaquals. Dayton silt loam cultivated most. Okay. Everybody's tuning out, including myself. Sorry. Slightly sticky and slightly plastic. Many fine irregular pores. Many very fine roots. Strongly acidic, abrupt, smooth boundary. Yes. <laughs> so grayish brown. Okay. All yes. right. That <laughs> so, is our soil. Okay. We are the. We have a little patch of Dayton. If you guys are nerds like James is, then you can download that. I'm a app soil nerd. And check out what kind of soil you have. Yeah, that's cool. It uses USDA um, old survey data. Oh, that's cool. Land survey data, soil survey data. Um, and your location off your phone, you give it permission and it pings in and it knows what, I think it's what quadrant you're in, mm-hmm. what, you know. It's probably like a mile by mile area you're in, or less even, mm-hmm. and it'll tell you the breakdown of okay, ninety six percent of your area is this, three percent is this, one percent is this other soil. Cool. So you can get a general idea of what you're most likely standing on. Yeah, you can my boss tell... thought it was neat too. Oh, you can tell that you're real excited about it. <laughs> it's fun. It's really cool. All right, we better start wrapping this up because the cats are fighting and... Mm, fuck off. <laughs> They're just playing. Yeah. And but anyway, we've we been to... trying to do some work. Been doing our market planning, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, we've been trying to figure out how we're going to pay for everything, which is always fun. Yeah, those stimulus checks. 
or paying for our yard. <laughs> Stimulating the local economy. Yep. We're using a local rental place, buying local mulch and compost. Mm-hmm. Try, well, we'll buy grass seed, which most of it is grown locally because this is the grass seed capital of the world. That's right. The Willamette Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, buy yep. some wine from back home. That's right. We're doing our part, and we hope you guys are too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um... As always, you can email us, reach out, and, and tell us about... I've been asking for favorite wine uh, wine tasting room experiences, or mm-hmm. worst, or how, what, whatever you want to tell us about. Or now, just what you think is neat of what people are doing Yeah. to tr- try and bridge the gap between them and you guys as customers, consumers, yeah. friends of the winery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Email there are lots us. of interesting things going on, so let us know what you think is cool. Yep, our email is voyage to first vintage at, at gmail dot com. Yep. Oh, I was trying to match up with you. Oh, thank you. Synchronize. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram at voyage to first vintage. Twitter at voyage underscore first. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook as well, um, and we just got a new logo. So yeah, and that was thanks made to. By at Ernie the Swamp Rat. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, so that's her just out. her Instagram. Yeah. Check her check out. Her out. She does some really awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was... Am I making noise with my foot? Sorry. And she's a good friend of a friend. Yeah. Very nice person. Mm-hmm. Very easy she for us to work She is extremely with. talented. Yes. So we're really excited to, to be able to have that logo and, and share mm-hmm. that with you guys too. Um, so. What else we got? Oh, we have a Patreon... We're going to start ramping up our game on there. So it'll be more posts, more polls, more behind-the-scenes things, like pictures Danielle takes of me wearing things as a nose hat. Um, <laughs> pictures of the cats fighting, possibly. Oh, my God. Stop it. Um, Daddy's just instigating it. I know. But there will just be more con- content to make it worth the while for you guys to subscribe. Too much, apparently. Oh, okay. Sorry. Just one more side note. I checked our Apple podcast. Um, uh, what is that? Booker, stop making noise. Ratings and reviews and Ratings things. and reviews. And we have five five-star reviews. Oh, thank you. Please rate <laughs> and review us if you can. Yeah, that helps us a lot. Okay, it listen. helps us... Um, we aren't know. very big, but it at least helps maybe someone else find us. Yeah. And, and just that's yesterday, all it takes for us. Just yesterday, we had 38 people listen to our podcast, so mm-hmm. that's amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate this. It's really fun to watch this podcast grow. and However slowly it may grow. However slowly it may be. Yes. Just the progress. Yeah. I mean, it's like us. We aren't moving fast. That's right. You guys might have seen on Instagram as well, we posted yesterday how many countries we've, you know, our podcast has been uh, downloaded in. And that was so cool. It was... How many countries were torturing people with our voices? In? <laughs> yeah. We're going to bring up the list because it's actually really interesting. Oh, that is neat. And you say I'm the data-driven one. I know. You are. Okay, so aside from the United States, there have been 60 downloads in Australia. Hey, Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, Brazil. What's up, down under? Oh, God. 
They all just stopped listening to our podcast just because of that. We come from the land down under. Okay. Where women blow and blow and chanda. Brazil is another one. Uh, Netherlands, Belgium, Finland, Germany. The Netherlands and Belgium, both places we went on vacation. Yes. Finland and Germany, Sweden, United Kingdom, Bulgaria, France, Ireland, Mexico, and Canada. Wow. Yeah. I've been to... Oh, there's also Colombia, Italy, and Spain on there as well. Okay. They haven't listened to our podcast. Stop naming countries. Seven of those countries. Huh? That's pretty cool. The UK. Okay. Ireland. No, stop. You looked at me like you didn't believe me. I do believe you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's you can really tell cool. by her chuckling that she does not believe me. I do. But it is very cool. So thank you I guys agree. so much for listening to our podcast. We appreciate it so mm-hmm. much. And can't wait to pump out more episodes, to talk to more wineries, to... Mm-hmm. Learn more things. Learn Share more them with things, you. Yeah. Um, Please email us. We would love to yes. read some of those emails on our website. Even if you've got on our just website. <laughs> a basic wine question, we might not know, but we might not. We might know someone who knows. Yeah, in correction, um, we will be reading those on our podcast, not on our website. Yes. <laughs> um, if you got a, I don't know, just general question about something in going on in Oregon or back in El Dorado County. We can probably bug someone and figure it out. Yeah. Any um, questions about one general food pairings? Whatever. Um, we can. Yeah. I don't so know. reach out to us again. We can our, get an our, answer. Our email is voyage to first vintage at gmail dot com, and I check that regularly. So. I don't. Um, no. You don't. <laughs> anyway, you guys, we're gonna let you guys go. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I lost my cursor. I feel like that one was good. I feel like the low...